Hey everyone, this is Jackie Marie Byer, your host, here to help inspire you on your journey to create, grow, and enjoy a green organic oasis. So let's get growing. Welcome to the Green Organic Garden. It is Saturday, September 18, 2021, and I am back on the line with my co-host Eileen Catrone from New Jersey. <laughs> Our golden listener of 2020, who inspires all of us and just is so amazing. And welcome to the show, Eileen. Hello, Jackie. Thank you. We're going to come up with like a special intro for just for our Soil Sister Saturday. So how's <laughs> it going in New Jersey today? We're going to get rain. What are you guys getting? Oh, listen, this rain has to go away. It's it's not been nothing but rain here. Very misty, very humid. It's it's been terrible. It's terrible for the garden because I'm totally my challenge this this uh, couple of weeks has been powdery mildew and blight all over the place. So um, I've been trying to keep up with it, take the leaves off, destroy them. But, is it on your squash or what's it on? Yes, it's on the squash. It's on the cucumbers. I have this mosaic. I mean, things that I've read about and have seen. I think I have every kind of fungus. And <laughs> I, I'm just hoping it's not bacteria, a lot of things. I mean, I think blight might be a bacteria. I'm not 100%. But um, it's really taken a toll on this garden because it has been so wet so humid and so windy at times so it just spreads like wildfire through the garden so i'm gonna have to turn over some things um because i can't put the fall vegetables in all the seedlings i've been growing in this mess right. you know so um, i'm gonna have to do some overhauling so we'll have to get that's definitely gonna be my challenge in the next couple of weeks and how about you over there we have had just the most beautiful weather and then mm. it's going to rain today but rain for us usually means it's cleaning everything plus we had our first frost yesterday wow. it got down to almost 32 the other day and then it got down to 30 um so what does it say saturday so friday thursday night friday morning it got down to 30 but we had gone and put row cover down so that saved pretty much everything. Oh, um, great. And we are just in Harvest Central. I mean, Mike has canned 30 something quarts of pickles. Plus, we still have cucumbers coming out of our kazoo. We gave a bunch <laughs> to um, my Mike's stepson and his wife to can like a whole five gallon bucket full. I just, I wow. like five gallon bucket full of our own. Now I think he did say pretty much the cucumbers are done. Like he's gotten everything that's down there, but I don't know. Every time I go down, like, I think there's no more because I planted a couple of cucumbers for that lady that I was doing that landscaping kind of garden job for. And they're planted in my house. Cause she's still not into her property. And, um, I thought I had gotten all the slicing cucumbers off the one plant. I go down there the other day and they're six inches long, beautiful, perfect slicing cucumbers that I never saw grow, never saw them start. And all of a sudden I'm harvesting them. So oh, I took her those yesterday, took her a bunch of celery, which has been fun to grow. Like 
fresh homegrown celery is a completely different thing from the store. Now my stocks aren't getting as big as they could be, but that's probably more me not tending and not picking them enough. I think if I was harvesting more along the lines, they would be doing good, but I brought her a bunch of celery. My kale, <sighs> you know how I covered the kale with the row cover finally, so I wouldn't get the bugs in there? Yeah. Well, I'm growing. And somehow some bugs got in there. Like, I think I left it off one night and then I covered it and the bugs were in there. And so my kale is like the worst it's ever been. Like I could barely pick her 12 pieces of kale yesterday that did not have bug bites in it. And especially she wants the curly kale, which I don't need at all. And I could only find like two leaves that did, that weren't just covered. And I didn't want to bring her that because even though I'll eat them with the butt, I don't care, but yeah. I didn't think she, I didn't want to bring her those, but I brought her like, we have so many peppers. I'm going to make salsa today. I started cutting up the tomatoes. I made three, I made two giant batches of tomato sauce this week, which came out to two quart size canning jars and two smaller ones that made a quart because I was at a quart jars. And then I ended up making that into the zucchini lasagna and used it all anyway. <laughs> so wow. I really frozen, but I still have tons of tomatoes like, and the majority of my harvest has not turned red yet. And I'm so worried because I have these, I have like these monster Roma tomatoes. Like you have never, the, th the Roma tomatoes I grew last year were like the size of my, like a fat pinky. These ones are like the size of my fist. They are just huge. And there's so many of them and they're just starting to turn red. And I'm like, oh, please don't let it frost and kill them. But yeah, did you cut the tops off? Um that's Susan. Susan's in the garden. I, if you ever heard of her, Susan's in the garden. Uh, she's out in Washington state, I think. She said, like, if you wanted your tomatoes to ripen quicker, like cut off all of the growth above the tomatoes so that it, the plant will put all the energy into the tomato to ripen it. Oh, I'm going to go do that today. Yeah, Susan, Susan the Garden or something. That she she has a book out too on pest control, like um natural. Yeah, so maybe that could help you because if they're nice and green and big, oh, they just need to ripen on that vine. Yeah, and so I mean, some of them are. I go down and pick like five every day, but there's probably you know 150 tomatoes down there wow <laughs> i mean they are just not like these plants produce they are like you know knocking the cages over they are falling over and then mike also planted those oregon spring slicing tomatoes and we've been picking them like crazy and they are huge i mean they are just huge they're tasty they're like they're almost like overripe where you can't slice them because they're so mushy but i'm putting those in the sauce i mean we eat a tomato sandwich every day both of us and just we are just like tomato production, the pepper production. So I'm going to make my salon. I finally went to town and bought cilantro last time. When I went and got my car, I went and got cilantro. And so you weren't able to grow cilantro? I cannot. I don't know. Oh, see. Probably, it's tough. You know, These herbs are tough. I should have put more. I should have tried more seeds. You know, like I probably planted seeds at one point And then like, I think it grew when I harvested it. And then I didn't grow more. Oh yeah. And I'm not like, yeah, I'm not on top of like the other herbs. Like was I telling you this or was I telling my mom? So that woman that I'm doing the landscaping project for, I finally brought her. Oh, I was telling you I brought her the food, but I also finally brought her her herbs in her pots to put on her porch at her rental. 
and just like in the car yesterday, it smelled so good. The thyme and the mint. Mm. Those herbs are like incredible. They are thriving. My herb, all my other herbs except for the Sancho are thriving. Whether I put them for her or for me, my rosemary, my sage. I mean, my sage is just growing incredibly from these little itty bitty plants that I bought. They're the sea. I love sage. Oh yeah, I love sage too. Mint. Um, I basil, used some oregano, and some pots for her. You know, basil. I did find it. It was funny when I dug the plants out. There was a marigold or some fennel or something in a pot, and when I pushed it back, there was this little basil plant in there. And I'm surprised it didn't freeze. The only thing I think that kept it from freezing, it did look like it might add some spots. Um, but I keep my basil in the house. I was gonna bring her one of my basil's on my windowsill, and I was like carrying it around the house, and I put it on a shelf, and then I walked out of the house without it, but yeah so so that's where i'm at i am just in the middle of like salsa and tomato sauce like getting these tomatoes processed and then i also like have picked all the plums i gotta do something with my plums i have a huge basket of plums oh how nice plum what is it plum jam or maybe plum ice cream this incredible plum salsa recipe last year on delish.com and i'm gonna make that you can grill plums too and put them on a salad like you do watermelon. Really? That sounds good. What was I going to, there's this restaurant in town uh, called Fire and Slice Pizza that puts, um, they, they, what do they, what is it when you put, uh, they put figs in balsamic vinegar. Oh. What's that called? Marinating or it's not marinating, but anyway, and they are so good. And I was wondering, could I do that with the plums? yes why not preserving them in balsamic vinegar but let me tell you they are so good and on pizza beside you would think is weird but they're they make this i don't know well what have you been cooking so you've been canning and you have you been making anything oh i made the tomato sauce so i'm putting that on everything and i made another a couple of zucchini lasagnas to freeze but then i just keep ending up eating them like when I make the tomato sauce, there's always like this extra, like the liquid, the broth. And then even when I make the, the zucchini lasagnas, if there's like extra liquid broth, I like pour that in the jar. And then like, I'll make like when I'm making soup or something, um, oh, I'll use that idea. at the bottom of the pan. And it's just so full of flavor and just with the spices in there. So that's what yeah. I've been cooking. What have you been cooking? Well, what Rob has been cooking because we have a fig tree and we've been picking figs and you saw you saw some of the pictures i posted on facebook on um my fig tree is doing great she said she's harvesting like 10 figs a day yes and robbie makes um he slices them Mm -hmm. he puts them with prosciutto on a flour tortilla with olive oil and you could throw some goat cheese on it and red you know if you like onions i like onions so he throws red onions or whatever onions and he puts it in the oven. Oh my goodness, is it so delicious. It is out of this world. A little bit of salt and pepper and you're good to go. You don't even need the salt because the prosciutto has all the salt, but um, it's delicious. And we eat that. As, as soon as those figs start, that's it. We start slicing. We eat them like we eat potato chips. <laughs> so oh, it's really so nice. healthier for you. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's delicious. Just delicious. And what has he's made? Um, you know, he'll make uh, kale, um, like, you know, if we have some leftover kale Swiss chards, which, which is, you know, there's little spots in the garden and obviously the basil, he puts it all together and he'll make a pesto. Oh, 
and throw walnuts in there and make a nice pesto. So that's what we've been eating, like, you know, fig pizzas and uh, pesto. Really good. Really help, you know, yummy, yummy. Really healthy. Mm, yum. <laughs> Other than that, that's it. That powdery mildew in my backyard. What do you do with garden. the pesto? What do you put in on pasta? Robbie makes, yeah, with macaroni. Yeah, yes. That's it. He'll just put it in macaroni. You know, he could stuff tomatoes with, you know, you could stuff peppers or a tomato, a nice big tomato. If you hollow it out a little bit and stuff it with some pesto also, put it in the oven. You go, you can put a piece of uh, cheese on top and melt it. Delicious. Delicious. Uh, so what do you do? So like your fall stuff that you planted is in your greenhouse? Yeah, it's in the sunroom. So I haven't planted any of them yet. But how are they worried. doing? Are they growing? Are they like getting? Oh ready? my God. I'm going to post pictures. After okay. this, I'm going to post some pictures on um, the Facebook page. They are growing really nicely. So I'm very happy. I have a lot of sunflowers. I mean, not in uh, abundance, not like I did like last year. You know, I mean, in the first of season. Now since it's the, in the spring and summer season. Now it's going to be the fall and winter season. I did less. So just for the fall season, um, cabbage, cauliflower, bok choy, tot soy, uh, um, beets, Swiss chard, onions. Uh, I did a little more basil to keep in the house. Kale, let, um, this lettuces. There's something called celtus, which is a lettuce and a um, celery. So I'm excited to try that. You know, it's growing, so I'm, I'm hopefully it survives, you know, when I put it out in the garden. But, like, I have to really vamp, revamp the garden because of this powdery mildew so and this white. What's your plan for revamping the garden? Is it in the My, straw bales or it's in those buckets with the dirt or um, those it's, it's, type of things, you mean? Yeah, since it's, it's blowing on top, like that powdery mildew, because it's been so humid, we're going to get a couple of cool days coming. I think fall is going to start um, probably by the end of the month, just get some cooler days here. I mean, there could always be a chance of that Indian summer that they say, um, but I'm going to turn over all those straw bales. I still have some eggplant growing, you know, I'll, I'll put some posts some pictures. Um, so I wanted an eggplant the other day and I have it sitting in the kitchen and it's like, it's like thriving in the kitchen. It is double the eggplants. They were like little mini, there's three eggplants on and they were like itty bitty mini and they're like six inches long already. Isn't that great? Oh my God. I love the eggplant too. The eggplant's growing. I mean, I keep, I have like flea beetles, anything that you, that they are in those books about, or, or people talk about powder mill, blight, flea beetles, mosaic, um, just it's in my garden because <laughs> because we grow organically like we don't use any like right. I mean I'm using like baking soda and peroxide and what you know what I mean really a little dish soap peppermint oil I mean we're not using anything harsh that will harm you know harm our bodies so it's really hard to manage but you know I'm managing it how's that I'm managing it all right so but, you're gonna flip the straw bales over Yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, that's what, that's the plan. So hopefully they don't fall apart. And if they do, then I'm just gonna probably make some new beds and throw some new composted dirt and like mix it in there, you know, and then put the fall vegetables in there and make sure I have a nice um, sturdy um, like cage on top for uh, row covers to hold up nicely. Cause when it does get frosty, 
So I'm hoping. So let's see how it works out. I'll, I'll definitely post pictures of it. I definitely, I have pumpkins. I have two pumpkins growing, which is really nice. I have Me one too. or two. Of, yeah, this is really cool. And I have one, one baby sugar, sugar baby watermelon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one, <laughs> one out of all the watermelon seeds that I planted. Uh, but at least it's one, you know. But it's, it's getting big. What's a sugar? Uh, no, it's it's very tiny. It's like the size of my hand. Or something. <laughs> It'll be so we'll yeah. So we'll each get one little bite of it. Um, what else was I? Pl- uh, shoot, the watermelons, the pumpkins. Um, that's a, you know just hold. Oh, I have a cantaloupe. Uh, no, the one with the with the the. the the outside of the fruit is like looks like straw a little bit. Is that cantaloupe? It's got like veiny, it feels like rough. Yeah. Okay. I have one cantaloupe. <laughs> Out of all the cantaloupe. I, I planted a cantaloupe and a watermelon, and the plants like just didn't do anything. And then the so cantaloupe thankful. finally flowered, but then I don't I don't think there's anything down. I'm pretty sure there's nothing down there. I guess I haven't really looked closely lately, but. I got one cantaloupe out of all the cantaloupe seeds. <laughs> so at least I got one though and know it, what it looks like, how it grows, how it finishes growing. Because now it just literally fell off the um, vine. Oh. So, which is cool because it's, you know, it got brown and you know what I mean? It looks, and it's in both my hands. It's as big as both my hands together. So, which is nice. Oh, but at least like your cantaloupe's bigger than your watermelon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That is too funny. It is funny. And I got some cucumbers. I'm not crazy about cucumbers, but we have some for salad, which is nice. Um, that's fine. I mean, I, at least I got some, I, whatever I grew, at least I got something. The only thing is the artichoke is the challenge. And I think we talked about that in the beginning um, of Soil Sisters. The, the artichokes are coming back now, the plants. I thought they died, but I think they like cooler weather anyway for the actual plant to grow, not the fruit yet, the flower, but just the plant to grow. And I started those from seeds and everything that I've done in the garden, all those pictures online are all from seeds. Marigolds, basil. You have the golden thumb for growing from seed. Which yes, I and I, I think I could market on that somehow, right, Jackie? You totally think you can. <laughs> I don't know what happened. There's something about uh, the way that I'm going, it could be the angle of the house where the sun comes in, um, the, my setup. I think your dedication to caring for them and nurturing them, the nursing, yes. which is where I slack. <laughs> it's like, what? I watered them yesterday. You want me to water them again? Like, it's like, you never water. And I talk to them and I have music for them. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, here, I put the seed in the ground today. Let me come back next week and check on me. So have when, you thought of any things like next year? Like my big thing I keep thinking about is what I'm going to do different next year. Like, you know how this year my goal was like zinnias, marigolds, snapdragons. So I'm so like, my zinnias are blooming and they're coming on like crazy. But I could have lost them and I can lose them any day. And so next year, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to focus on Zinnia as much as I think I'm going to focus on Echinaceas. Because one, Echinaceas will come back more. They bloomed earlier. The bees love them. I can spread them out. And they're, I think, just as pretty as the Zinnias. And so if I'm going to go to all that trouble, 
I'm that's my new focus is next year I think I'm going to focus more on echinaceas definitely the marigolds again they were I mean my marigold plants some of them are so huge you never saw they're like a bush they're almost as tall as I am all right maybe not almost as tall but they like they are just monsters I cannot yes my marigolds this year and yes snapdragons also along with the zinnias they are coming on but i'm just disappointed i don't know if i bought the wrong seed type so they're shorter smaller they are doing much better i mean i can't believe how much stuff has grown in the last week because of our weather like things seem to really like this cooler things are growing like two three inches a day some of my plants are just getting really big but I just, you know, we could, I mean, last year we had our killer frost September 8th and what are we, the 18th, so 10 days later, Wow, all this stuff I would have lost already. So that was one of my big takeaways is that, and the, and like, so I was like, while I was waiting for you to get on the call, I was looking through my journal. I was like, when did I plant these zinnias? Because I had last year, I had put them in the ground outside September or June 21st and, I, and they just started blooming right before the frost. And I remember being like this year, I'm going to plant them a month earlier. And so I looked and I planned them, the seeds, May 18th indoors. And um, so they had a whole extra month. And yet here I am still in the same position. They just started blooming the first week in September. And That's it. I think I'm going to lose them. So I am yeah. so happy with the sunflower thing. I'm trying to figure out how, now my big question is, how do I shell all these edible sunflowers that Mike grew for me? And that I grew, like, even if I was just going to take care of the ones that I grew, which I probably have 75 at least. And then he has probably, it's so funny. He's like, he'll come up and he'll be like, sunflower number 32 bloomed today sunflower number 275 <laughs> bloomed today like he planted a lot and so now i've got to figure out how to i need to go down and harvest them like i think we both decided that as soon as they fall over is a good time to harvest them so they're ready to harvest they've almost all gone to seed but now i'm trying to because like everything i find online is like do it a half a cup at a time <laughs> oh wow cup at a time i'm gonna do but it is does sound pretty cool and pretty easy they say like you take a half a cup of sunflower seeds put them in a plastic bag roll over it with a rolling pin gently so the seeds break put them in a thing of water and the shells supposedly are going to rise to the top of the water and i'm going to scoop them off and the seeds are all going to be on the bottom so that sounds pretty easy to do but i'm going to have like you know hundreds of cups of <laughs> and like i'll have to like do that all it'll be all winter long before so i have to find some kind of like bulk shelling process but i'm pretty excited like i grew enough sunflower seeds for me to eat this summer which like i said i put them on all my um you know that's what dream to grow sunflowers what about a big um like screening bucket like just a bucket with a um I don't know about that water thing, but like a bucket with the screen on top. And like, if you brush the other side of the sunflower where the seeds are, if you brush it on there, would it fall through like a, a bigger screen hole and go into the bucket? I have no idea. Hmm. Hmm. I have all to do like get myself down there and go cut these things off their stems. Yeah. Are you supposed to wait till they turn like a, a beigey color, like not green? It's supposed to be beige. I thought I, I, I saw something like that. You wait till the back of the sunflower is 
a beige color be that way like we're both feeling like a lot of them are like bending over where they're touching the ground and we're afraid they're gonna mold oh okay so i gotta get down there and get them because i don't want them to mold on the ground and i don't want the birds to eat them and the ones that we have picked and brought in seem to be just right so okay i think uh so that's been my so what about you do you have any things that you're like oh this was my goal and i didn't i didn't or lessons that or yeah uh let's see i don't i i'm just well, we thinking about just, next week think about that yeah. i just <laughs> yeah. been thinking about it a lot like as i look at my zinnias because like you know i'll go down and pick a bouquet and like the first couple, they were only like one at a time. And now I'm getting like four or five at a time, but there's still so many blooms on there. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm gonna lose all these zinnias after I went through all this trouble to grow them. And yeah, I, it, the, the marigolds are my favorite, Jackie. The marigolds, I think I will continue and I will do more colors of them. You know, the reds, orange. So good for deterring oh, the past. I just, I love the smell. They look so pretty. The greenery. I, it, it's just, I love the marigolds. Sunflowers, I'm definitely going to do more sunflowers. Yeah. Definitely. 100% going to do more sunflowers. I want them in every bed. Yeah. Like, I want, and I want a mixture of the marigold sunflowers. Um, and I do want to do some more thyme, more herby stuff. Like you said, echinacea. Um, that, I want to get that, like that little thing going of just like more herbs too. That's definitely my goal for next year. More herbs, definitely. Well, I have, well, I'm pretty good on the herbs, but I want to fix the flower thing. Like my, through that, the one thing, the basils are starting to come on too. Like I planted that basil for a pollinator border and they're starting to flower and like they were supposed to be for bouquets. And now we have like, I, I'm disappointed with the results we had in the basil, but at least they're finally starting to like bloom. Like part of it was supposed to be, they're supposed to be really good for the bees and the pollinators and whatnot. Um, mm -hmm. And so they're just, I, I wanted to pick them the other day to put in the bouquet because I brought up, I went down and like got all the zinnias. I was like, well, I'm picking them all in case they freeze tonight. And, uh, and also they need pick because then, so the other ones will bloom, but I saw there's, there's, there's some basil there, but I was just disappointed. But it's like this red basil. Oh, nice. Beautiful blooms, but there's just not as much. So I'm hoping we're going to do better. I mean, I bought enough basil to last us for 10 years, basil seeds. <laughs> oh, wow. And so, nasturtiums, nasturtiums. That's that's the other thing. Um, they're, yeah. they're starting to grow again. They're coming back, the nasturtiums. Mm -hmm. They really had a hard time. Did they? Um, Ours did too. We did not get the nasturtiums we usually do. Like okay. we them, but they just, they didn't, they weren't, I mean, I have like six nasturtiums. They yeah, because you can eat them. Too. Like they seem to, uh, in the places where they're, yeah. they're finally coming on now. Yeah. They didn't like that hot July, I think. No, no, it was really hot and humid here, like crazy, very wet, very wet, which is not good. It's not good. It brings a lot of diseases. So let's see what happens next year. I might get a little better, you know, and this is my first season. So now I'm going to go into my second. Season. You see what rocked happens. this season. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the food you got. You are so amazing and the seeds that you grew. Thank you so much for all your help and all your guests that you've had on your show and I hope continues because I really, we, we really learned from that, you know, well, I do. I had it. a call this week with this guy who, um, 
he like does this thing where he gets sponsors for podcasters and what he does is he puts your podcast with like some other people's podcasts so that he can go to the sponsor and be like look we can get you you know a million downloads by combining these you know six podcasts together whatever that are like he's like we're just starting to break he's like he wanted me with some others they're approaching to do like a health and wellness to reach out to health and he's like an adventure sport mm. he's not like he's he's like give me some time but he sounds like he's gonna get me the sponsor so great um, nice and so i'm kind of getting ready like i drew that picture of my computer at the beginning of the summer of it like biting me like i just couldn't <laughs> i've not been able to like hardly stand like just the thought of opening my computer just gave me the chills this summer but i'm getting ready to get back into full mode i have a few interviews i recorded that people are going to be excited that i haven't released yet and oh, and then I'm ready to go back into, and the job kind of helps me in some ways because it keeps me, it kind of like makes me like, you know, nail down a schedule. This was the first week I really like put into my calendar. This is what I'm doing every day more. Like it almost makes me be more um, on a schedule. Productive, yeah. But yeah, it just kind of like gets me more focused and like, well, you have to have it. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to do that on Thursday. And then Thursday comes and you flake out because or you find something else because you know, and I'm only working Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So I like okay. it. And then the other big thing I've learned is like, remember I was talking about doing those salad jars? Like, yes, yes. On a food truck with like wraps, like that's kind of based on like a lettuce salad mode. Mm -hmm. Stuff like salad in a restaurant. Like we throw away, these people waste so much money on, they, they can't, like it goes bad so easily. I'm just like you've got to figure out like I keep telling I'm like you should try these jars thing it made my salad last longer but also she puts different stuff at like I don't know just like I've learned a lot there about the whole salad thing like how much which they let me take home to put my compost pile which is great but it just seems like such a waste like how much salad how bad it looks how brown it gets like how I'm like yeah. really do you want me to put this out to the customers because that's one of the things I do get to do there is I make the salads for everybody which is fun I'm like, okay I salads all day long <laughs> and your lettuce your lettuces for the salad you're not cutting them with a metal knife right that there is a something that happens the oxidation of the lettuces touching the metal knives look it up jackie because there's something about that. that i don't we don't cut the lettuce it comes pre-chopped okay oh I it does the spinach that we put in is because the spinach goes bad so fast and then it turns and then the chef he told me it's the carrots because they make like this blend it's like the lettuce like a romaine lettuce type mix spinach mm -hmm. uh red cabbage green cabbage and carrots and he mm. said, so then we started putting the carrots like in a separate thing. And we only had the carrots when we make like a small, like there's like, you know, the big container in the walk-in and then there's two small containers in the fridge. And I probably make about mm, maybe not a dozen salads a day, but about that, somewhere in there, about okay. 10 probably salads a day for customers. Some days I'll make six in an hour. Like you never know. And so that's where it's like, you know, we were trying mm -hmm. to, you know, and then everything's like slowing down now that it's after Labor Day. So trying to like gauge how much salad should we make? Like when I first started there, we would make like enough for like 25 salads a day. Wow. At the beginning mm. of August. And we were making this huge thing and we weren't having the problem. But now that things have slowed down. Yeah. And I need to add more kale. Add more kale instead of spinach. 
Um, yeah, that's a good idea. They don't yeah, add more kale. Yeah, lighten up on the spinach, you know what I mean? More kale, things that are more hearty. You know, it's also, also uh, it could be the um, variety of the, the romaine or the, 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 the salad, you know, the lettuce that they're using. Those red leaf lettuces, I'm not crazy because they're very soft. Um, and they wilt, they're, they're like spinach, they get a little bit too much moisture, and then they start to go bad sooner, you know? Yeah, nope, they don't buy yeah. any of that. I'm pretty sure it's like romaine. I don't know, it just comes in a bag, and it's not labeled. It comes, oh, okay. you know, they buy from like the big bulk, and there's like a box, and there's like, you know, 12 vacuum sealed bags, but as soon as you open that bag, yeah, it just doesn't last, like almost sometimes I feel like 24 hours, and it's... It's not a salad I want to want to pee for. Yeah, gotcha. And gotcha. They, you know, I don't think they want to serve it either, but at the same time, they can't throw away every single thing because, you know, so it's like learning that balance. Anyway, so that's one of the big lessons I've learned there. Anyway, Good. I probably got to go. I got to go. Yes. Thank you so yes. much for sharing. No problem. Fun. I love you. Thank so you. You're my okay. garden friend forever, and I'm waving at you. And Okay, me too. And I will post pictures. I'll post right. pictures. And you're okay. going to on Instagram too, right? Are you where this? I can try. Yeah, I can try. Because uh, I find myself on Instagram. Well, and for me, like if I post on Instagram, there's like a little button on the bottom that lets me send it right to my Facebook page. Do you know? Yes. You only pay That's two. Post it once. Anyway. Okay. All right. Say hi to Mike. Okay. Okay. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye. Get your copy of the Organic Oasis Guidebook available today from Amazon. It's got 12 lessons designed to help you create your own organic oasis. Um, it starts with healthy soil. It talks about building an earth-friendly landscape. It helps you understand the difference between annuals and perennials and how to bring in beneficial insects. It talks about fruit trees and just um, all the lessons that I've learned on my podcast mixed with what Mike and I have done here, okay, what Mike has done here at Mike's Green Garden, and just, um, I hope that it will help you on your garden journey uh, to create, like I said, your own organic oasis um, where you can have healthy food and enjoy, um, you know, a very special place. And most of all, it's good for Mother Earth. Do you know someone who would benefit from the Organic Gardener podcast? If you like what you hear, we'd love it if you'd share the Organic Gardener podcast with a friend. Thanks again for listening and remember, grow local.